Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Let your word touch us. Let it change us. Let it charge us and let it transform us. We declare that there is light at the entrance of your word and your, our hearts are illuminated by its power. May we never go home the same way we came in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for myself. You know I would do it. Take all the glory today. In Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Amen. Brofemi, the time on that timer, is it my own? Please help me look at the schedule so that we can be sure. So this is our monthly Thanksgiving service. My sermon is going to be actually very, very short. What I'm doing is I'm introducing the, um, the theme for the month, which is the force of prayer. That's what our focus for this month will be. Are we on B-flat? Thank you. So that's what our focus will be for this month. So I'm just like doing the work of a forerunner, introducing what pastor is going to come up to teach about, you know, for the rest of the month. He has told me that if I complain too much, I'm coming back to preach again. So I'm not complaining. Thank you for the opportunity. I actually like it. Interesting. <laughs> Hallelujah. We will give thanks. We must give thanks. Despite all. In spite of all. Putting everything we see around us into consideration. Especially as a time like this. In Nigeria, the disappointment, the shock. We will give thanks and we must give thanks. Because the Bible says, in everything, give thanks. First Thessalonians 5.18 It says that this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So first of all, it is the will of God. It is not based on your circumstance. It is not because of what is working. It is not because you have received what you need or because you have what you desire. It is because first of all, it is the will of God concerning you that you give thanks. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Things may not be perfect. It may look like they are not going as planned, but we refuse to be anxious or to give in to worry. Rather, we give thanks as we make our requests known. There is always something to be thankful for. In fact, what you want, that's your prayer point. If you look at it closely, there is a praise point in there. You may say it is not enough, but at least there is something. It isn't finished. 
Hallelujah. So say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. You cannot be, you cannot really be a good Christian and not pray. So now I'm going into my sermon proper. I'm talking about prayer. I'm going to be talking here and there. So that is why I don't really have a topic. But I'm just going to be sharing my thoughts with you on prayer. I'll say a little bit about how to pray. I'll say a little bit, I'll speak a little bit on what prayer will do for you. Hallelujah. You cannot be a good Christian and not pray. You cannot say you are a good Christian, but you don't pray. It doesn't work that way. It's like saying you are married, but you don't speak to your spouse. You may truly be married, but that is not a good marriage. I was in counseling with a couple, and one of them complained that the other is a master at keeping malice. Like, like she, the, oh, I've said she. The other, that's the one that is good with the malice, is so good at it that she can go on for two months. Is she, apparently. I'm like, such talent. How will you be living in the same house with somebody? Like, you have children. So I, I don't know how you will not cross each other's path and have a reason to speak to each other. I don't know how possible, but it says like two months. <laughs> two months, no word to each other. Ignores his messages, ignores his calls, walks away when he speaks, but she cooks. So she will still serve food, but no word. No, no, people have talent. Now, that is some sort of marriage, right? But we cannot call it a good marriage. As shocking as it sounds, there are believers that are actually born again, have three versions of the Bible at home, then many more on their phones. That don't take time to pray. They don't communicate with God. You are not a good Christian if you do not pray. You are a Christian. We are not saying that you are not a Christian. But definitely you are not living the Christian life if you do not pray. Amen. Because prayer is the pipeline of communication between God and his people. Prayer is the pipeline of communication between God and his people. That is the only channel that has been made available. That is the only channel that there is that a child of God can use to communicate with God. That's the only channel that a child of God must use to make their prayers available, their requests known. You know, that is all that has been made available. So say, I will pray. I am a Christian and I will pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So my thoughts on prayer, number one, pray with persistence. Pray with persistence. Some pray, but then they stop praying when they are tired of praying about the same thing. That's where the persistence is coming in. Some pray. It's not like they don't pray, but at some point they may stop. Like I've been praying for this guy. I've been praying for this person to give their life to Christ. Since I gave my life to Christ. I was 20 years old when I started. Now I'm 27. I mean, even me. Do I want to wound God with this particular prayer point? 
So they have not received the testimony. They have not received the answer they seek. But they stop praying. Don't stop praying. Hallelujah. Some stop praying. When they, because, well, they don't feel like praying. I've prayed, ah, I was in a retreat last week. It was fantastic. I prayed well. I, I felt the presence of God. I, there was this hunger. I actually really felt like praying. But right now, I don't feel like praying. So maybe when I feel like, and so they don't pray. Don't do that. Pastor will say something. If the son were to say, I don't feel like rising today, what sort of universe would we have? You show up and you continue to pray. Praise God. Some stop praying because they don't enjoy praying at the moment. And I think every believer must have gone through that phase in their walk with God. When you feel dry and when you say, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you know, you just keep saying all the words that you are used to and at some point you just say, no inspiration. Don't stop. Even if it's the same words you are going to be praying, keep praying it. I listened to a message long ago by, by Mike Murdoch, very, very long ago, and it struck me. He says, you know what? Make a Thanksgiving list and make a prayer point list. You can write seven items or ten items on your Thanksgiving list, another seven or ten on your prayer points list. When you don't feel like praying, when those moments of dryness come, you carry your journal where you wrote those thanksgiving points and you begin to give thanks. You carry that paper or book where you wrote those prayer points, those things that you must pray for. For instance, praying for the body of Christ. You cannot stop until Jesus Christ comes. You cannot stop praying for souls. All those important prayer points that will not go away. You, you have written them there. Begin to pray those prayers. But at all costs, pray. That has worked for me for so many years. The Bible says we should pray without ceasing. We should pray without stopping. Someone who prayed with persistence in the scripture is Daniel. So let's read Daniel chapter 10 verse 7 to 14. I'm going to rush through quickly because I have a lot of scriptures written out today. Okay? I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. Those who were with me did not see it, but such terror overwhelmed them that they fled and hid themselves. So I was left alone gazing at this great vision. I had no strength left. My face turned deadly pale and I was helpless. Then I heard him speaking and as I listened to him, I fell into a deep sleep, my face to the ground. A hand touched me and set me up trembling on my hands and knees. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, Consider carefully the words I'm about to speak to you and stand up, for I have now been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of Persian kingdom, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the prince of Pasha. Hallelujah. He continued to pray until his answers came. 
He could have stopped praying on the first day. I mean, when you fast and pray for one day over a matter, you have tried. Have you not? You are a serious Christian already and it is registered in heaven. God has heard even before you asked. If he had even pushed it to three days, I would say he really tried. He's a man of God. This one is a pastor, not just a Christian. But he continued to pray and to fast and to seek the face of God for 21 days until his answer came. So a battle was being fought in the spirit because of what he wanted and he played his part by remaining in the place of prayer. Some of the things you are asking God for is not that God does not want to give to you but there are battles. There are battles. The devil is not a joker. He doesn't have time for games. He's always scheming. He's always scheming. There are people that you should meet that will propel you to your next level. The devil is always scheming. It is your own duty to play your part so that you will pray through and your destiny will be delivered to you. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise Jesus. Jesus said the parable in Luke. He said to his disciples, Luke 18, verse 1 to 7. Then Jesus said, he told his disciples his parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a window, there was a widow rather, a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God and I don't care about this woman, she will not leave me alone. She keeps bothering me. I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And Jesus said, listen to what this unjust judge said. The unjust judge, just because he's been troubled, just because this request will not leave his table. Just because this file keeps coming back. This application keeps coming back. I will do something about it so that this person will stop troubling me. He says, how much more your God? How much more God? When you pray persistently, he will not keep putting you off. So don't give up. If there's something you have been praying for, believing for, asking for, it is time to intensify your prayers. Praise the Lord. Number two, pray with consistency. Pray consistently. When you pray with persistence, you are holding a particular matter before you and you are not letting go until you get your testimony. When you pray consistently, you are making prayers a part of your life. A part of your daily life. Because the more you pray, the more you are able to pray. That is what I've learned. And the less you pray, the less you desire to pray. So pray consistently. Make it a part of your life. Create a prayer routine if you have to. The Bible says that Daniel prayed three times a day. Daniel 6.10 and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as it was his custom from his early days. It had become his way of life. 
Prayer has to become your way of life. It has been his custom since his early days. Those of you who are single, some of you even have a house to yourself like you live alone. You are so lucky. I hope you realize this and you maximize this opportunity to pray, to spend time with God praying. Pastor Philip and I, we have said it over and over again to each other that ah, we didn't maximize our time on campus. Back then on campus, rather than focusing on the gifts of what we have, me, I know that for myself. Rather than focusing on the gifts of singlehood that I have right now, I'm think, dreaming of being married. I don't know what I was looking for. I don't really know what I think people were doing inside marriage anyway. Now that I'm married, before you know it, you will do dishes. Before you know it, you will cook. It's even that cooking of a thing. Praise God. Any visited me the other day, and so we were talking about cooking I, and all this stuff. I told her, when my husband travels, one of the things I do is shut down the kitchen. Because that place is a factory. I shut it down as nothing is going on here. The children, bread and tea in the morning, golden morning, afternoon, conflicts, night. Eat biscuits. Yes, I'm not even kidding. He's going away for two days. Ha! That's vacation. Then the children will now come and say one thing, one thing. At best, let me say I want to be nice. Maybe white rice. Because I am... <laughs> I want to cook for the man of God. I have made a foriro and I have made correct swallow. I will now remember that he's going to ask for stew. And somebody cannot be asking, you cannot serve somebody vegetable soup at least for 10 years that you have been living together and he asks you for stew and you will still now pretend as if you don't know before he will marry second wife. Say, this my wife is not serious. <laughs> I said, this is my wife. I don't think you are serious with this thing we are doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's just a lot calling your attention. So if you are single, please make the best of this opportunity. Pray. Pray over your finances. Pray for ease in your future. Pray for ease in childbearing. Pray for, for fruitfulness, for your fertility, anything. Anything you hear that some people are dealing with, you have time to sit down and settle it. Now, before you get married. Are you following me? If you cannot, you know, pray as much. Because I promise you, especially for women who are um, nurturing young children. You may not be able to pray as much. But you can squeeze in prayer at every opportunity. That is what is working now. You are going into the kitchen to go and peel beans. Just, just be praying. Hallelujah. Just be praying. The work at hand, you are thinking, can I do dinner and dishes in 40 minutes? Just be praying. It's not like you'll be able to pray for that 40 minutes though. Because somebody is going to come and say, Mommy, what's the meaning of distinguished? <laughs> like I'm a dictionary. 
that this particular daughter of mine I'm talking about, she will not even speak straight English for me to even understand. I don't know there's a way she speaks. So I'm, I'm going to say, use it in a sentence. She will not go and carry one book and say, there was one, say, eh, eh, where is the distinguished? Start from where that one is. Where did you find this book? It's Tinu that borrowed it. Borrowed from who? Tinu, you know, we are, we are talking about something else entirely. And the woman of God wanted to pray in the kitchen. The other day I sent them outside that go and be playing outside because people cannot kill my spiritual life. And that was our former house. So they were playing outside. I, I sat close to the door where I could at least monitor them by listening. And the next thing, I started hearing them say, let us tell mommy. One said, let's go and tell mommy. The other said, no, don't tell her. She's going to say no. Ah, uh -uh. You know the two I'm talking about. She's going to say no. So I'm like, what is happening? Then the older one said, but you know, she has told us that we don't keep secrets from mommy. So we have to tell her. Then the other one now said, okay, okay, but you do the talking. Just, just come, come, come on to me. I really want to hear this stuff. Then he came and said, eh, they have been making some plans of recent and that. Because it's almost time for execution to do the thing. They now said they should carry me along. You know, I was doing everything within my power to calm down. That my children have been planning. They are planning things. God, help me. Holy Spirit, don't, don't leave me. Apparently, these children, a new family moved into the next compound. And that's an upstairs. They stay on the first floor. They have been speaking with the boy in the next flat. That one we come out to the kitchen balcony to be talking with them inside our own compound. My daughters that are learning ballet, they will climb tree <laughs> so that the communication can flow. They will climb tree and just hang. It's one guava tree like that. And be talking to boy. Thank you. So now the boy, in some of their conversations, he they spoke about a particular cartoon. My daughters have seen the part one. The boy now told them that he has part two. And so they should come to his house to come to come and watch part two. I say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Is this not Netflix and chill? My own daughters to come and watch part two. The spirit of the prayer that I wanted to pray, I hope you know it has gone. I've long forgotten that I wanted to pray. I'm like, uh -huh. so I hope you people told him no. They said, no, we didn't. That is for this, they plan to run and watch the movie this weekend. As in like tomorrow, it was a Friday. That they were going to go tomorrow. So that's why they just want to inform me. <laughs> I laugh in my local dialect. If you try it. <laughs> if you try it. Sex education started. Abby. Education started. Education on life. Be careful. Do you know some people? Do you know this? 
let us look at this. Have you heard the story of that son of David and that daughter of David? Do you remember how it went? She trusted him. Do you know that? I forgot all about. By the time I remember that, I want to pray. Netflix and chill. Praise the Lord. While I was preparing my message yesterday, I, I went to cook because, you know, it's a family. You are running a family. You will cook. And as I was still putting my thoughts together, when one of them came, the mommy, the son of David, how did he die? I'm like, they have come. So which of the sons of David? She says, his name sounds like abdomen. But there's an S in it. I'm like, it's okay. Today is today. I started Bible story. Hallelujah. But you will not, because of that, not pray. That is the nature of your life at that time. Those children will grow. They won't have as many questions anymore. You will even be the one trying to ask them questions. Okay? But at whatever point you find yourself, you must pray. So if you have to squeeze it in between your daily activities, commute time, whatever, you must pray. Praise the Lord. When the opportunity shows itself, pray. Those little prayers all through the day, they amount to a whole lot. Okay? Praise the Lord Jesus. Let me run quickly. Number three, pray the prayer of thanksgiving. Don't leave it out of your routine. In fact, that is the beginning of praying. That is the essence of prayer. All the things that God created, he made for his pleasure. The prayer of worship, of thanksgiving. You should not joke with it. The Bible tells us that David praises God seven times a day. Psalm 119 verse 164. Seven times a day do I praise you. Because of your righteous judgment. Praise the Lord at all times. Give thanks to God at all times. Because you think that it is not enough. But like I said, there is something. Look at that widow. Was it Elijah, pastor? There was a little oil left. God can use it. So far you have life. You should give thanks to God. So far, there is life. There is something to give thanks for. I have set my alarms. They are continuous on my phone. From 6 a.m., the next one is 9 a.m., every three hours. The next one is 12 noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 p.m., 12 midnight. It's only 3 a.m. that I don't have an alarm on. And when it rings, it says pray. Sometimes my children steal my phone and run away with it. The alarm rings and they shout from their room, Mommy, your phone says pray. What's my phone doing with you? When did you pick my phone? But I pray. I pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. I pray a prayer of thanksgiving. I say, Lord, I thank you. I see your hand all over my life. I see what you are doing for me. Because I know where I came from. Many of you don't know my story. You know, I don't talk a lot. Many of you don't know my story. But me, that you are looking at, I know where God brought me out from. 
If not because it's impossible, if you look at my body, you will see better, you will shock. Do you know better? What's it in English? Incisions, that's the word. You, as in you will shock. Uh -uh. Were they trying to slice you? But now here I am in the kingdom of light. Me! My maternal grandmother was Olosha. And in, in, that, in our lineage, you know, my mother's side of the family, they pass that thing down. It keeps one generation, then goes to the next generation. So as my grandmother now is Olosha, that's the priestess, then it will skip my own mom's generation, and then it will fall on my own generation. And they said that I am the chosen one. Pastor said what? That we are chosen. <laughs> chosen and chosen. You people are looking at this beautiful woman, Tush. By now, I would have tied up white wrapper. With um, cowries all over my arms. And we have a staff. That staff, it is, it is blackish. Then it has some things inside. So when it shakes, when you are shaking it, it will be shaking. I will now be reciting incantation. That would have been me. Do you know where I have been? Where I have been taken to? Do you know the things that I have eaten? Do you know I say, Jay? Food that has been left before the gods, concussion, left in the shrine for days. They bring it out and say, oh yeah, you to you, kojerosh rush, because it's your destiny in life. I will not spend too much time on that. But when I look back, I say, Baba, Oshé, Oshé, Ori re lori mi, Emi onigba gbire, Mama she over. It brought me out of darkness. Darkness that I did not even have opportunity to say I want or I don't want. So I give thanks. I give thanks. Now I, I talk scriptures. Now I live in the light. Tell my children Bible stories. Maybe by now, I would have been teaching them about Yeye. Do you know Yeye? That's the Oshun goddess. I would have been telling them about Oyaoba. Ogunlakaye. Ah, you people are even... <laughs> Babalawo everywhere. <laughs> we, would have been, we would have been talking about Orumi Lababaifa. Orisha Ibeji. It's, it's plenty. But it's don't be looking at people's clothes. People are things other than what they appear like. People are things. They are not their hairstyles. And those people that are promiscuous. That's why I pity them. I can't, even, I can't even talk. Do you know where some of those people are from? Do you know where they have been? Do you know who they are? In Abuja, all of us are tush. December, we go to our villages. Do you know what they hate? I 
give thanks always. I give thanks for my husband and children. I give thanks for SLC. And that was the life of Jesus too. Always giving thanks. When faced with the most difficult situations, he gave thanks at the tomb of Lazarus. The Bible says in John eleven forty one. 41, so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you. I thank you for you have heard me. Hallelujah. Giving thanks at all times. Five loaves, two, two fishes. Five loaves, two fishes, and 5,000 men. Minus women, minus children. It's an impossible situation. Like, just dismiss them. Just share the grace. Surely, surely. Anyhow, let everybody go to where they are coming from. Jesus took the five loaves, the two fishes. And what did he do? He looked up to heaven and he gave thanks. Hallelujah. So you're on your last 2K. That's the final 2K. You don't know where the next money is going to come from. What do you do? You give thanks. You open both on your way to church, the harp. And you are expecting one five. And you see three nine. What do you do? You give thanks. Because with God, nothing is impossible. Pastor Boju tells the story of how he went to see Bishop David Oyedepo. And he said, Baba, you have to tell me the secret. There has to be something that you know. There has to be something that you are doing. There has to be something that you can pass on to me like deep secrets that no one else knows. Secrets that it is God that, you know, descended it from heaven above to you in particular that is making this work prosper in your hands. I want you to now give it to me as your son so that I can work with it. He says Bishop told him that give thanks. Potali, uh -uh. like you don't understand. How are you doing it? He said, give thanks. He said, let 90% of your prayers be thanksgiving. Because you see, you can pray amiss, but you cannot thank God amiss. He says, your prayer point may not be the will of God, but your thanksgiving, it is always the will of God that you give thanks. Don't joke with thanksgiving. When we go to see Bishop Abioye, courtesy of our brother, as pastor has said, no matter what we say, no matter the issue, no matter what we are seeking, no wisdom on, do you know what it starts with? Give thanks. Like, I have now come to expect it. Say, so you are going to thank the Lord. If we say that, don't let dissatisfaction steal your thanksgiving. You may desire more. It is good to desire more. But for what you have, for the people you have, for the space you have, whatever it is, you must give thanks and remain in thanksgiving. So prayer of what? Thanksgiving. Prayer of thanksgiving. It's all over the epistles, you know, all the letters of Paul. Scriptures upon scriptures. But I don't have time now, so I'm going to skip that and move on. Praise the Lord Jesus. Number four is the prayer of intercession. 
You must pray the prayer of intercession. Pray for people. Pray for other people. Pray that God's will be done in the lives of people. Because God really is looking for intercessors. Ezekiel 22, Ezekiel 22, 30. So I sought for a man amongst them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me and on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. That was God looking for men that will pray. Looking for men that will pray through. Looking for men that will pray down his kingdom on earth, his will on earth. He hasn't stopped searching. And Jesus was an intercessor. Jesus is an intercessor. Hallelujah. In the entire book of John, in the entire um, chapter 17 of the book of John, Jesus was praying. His words were recorded. Maybe you can read it when, he, when you get home. He prayed for his disciples. He prayed for the people that are not his disciples. He prayed for the kingdom of God. He prayed for the whole earth. He is, he, that was his life. Luke 22, 31 to 32, Jesus says to Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to shift all of you as wheat. As wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. That was Jesus interceding. That was his life. Luke 23, 34, on the cross, Jesus prayed. He says, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they are doing. John 14, 15. Jesus prayed for us. He said, I will pray the Father that he will give you another comforter to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Hebrews 7, 25 says, and also is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. He is interceding for the unbelievers. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans 8, 34, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. Be like Jesus. That is my second, my second, um, what do I say? After Thanksgiving, for me, is intercession. Especially as a pastor, I look at everybody. There are some people, I don't know what they are going through. They have not told me anything. I don't know. But when their name crosses my mind or their picture, I pray for them. Some people have shared their, their issues with me. I pray for them. Other than giving them counsel. Other than, you know, giving them advice. Showing them scriptures. In my own personal time, I mention their names in prayers. Some people, the spirit reveals to me that this person is going through something. I pray for them. Some people, the flesh reveals to me that this one is like this one has a prayer, has a problem rather. You know, as they say, it's your banile, it's your obaloko. Hallelujah. So the king knows what is going on in the in the country, and he knows what is going on in the city, in your lonjebe. And somebody's that told the king. As a pastor, people tell me things about other people. Ma, I think you should know this. Ma, this person is saying this. This person is going through this. I pray for them. Hallelujah. So the prayer of intercession is very, very important as a believer. You pray for the body of Christ. I always pray for the body of Christ in Nigeria. 
I always pray for missionaries. My heart goes out to them. You leave your family. I don't even know how those people do it. A few times that I have met them, no. No. These are the true servants of God. They live comfort. Luxury is not their thing. They are away in far places spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes under really harsh conditions. Sometimes away from civilization. No electricity. Amen. Pray for missionaries. Pray for the mission. Mission work. Pray for the church. Pray for the believers that they stand strong. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Pray in the spirit. I'm not going to talk too much about that. I want to believe that. Pastor will come and teach us properly about this because this one is a weapon. This one is a weapon. The Bible says in Romans 8, 26, the spirit, likewise the spirit also helps our infirmities for we know not what we should pray, what we should pray for as we ought to. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. So pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues as a believer. Amen to Jesus. What happens when we pray? I'm going to rush through now. That, that, that thing on the screen is not my own. Hey, bro, Femi, you know I'm warning you. Eh? You cannot offend me. You are my, you know, like my father-in-law. But change it starting on the screen. What happens when we pray? We are transformed. Luke 9, 29 to 33. Luke 9, 29 to 33. As they prayed, that's talking about Jesus. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Then two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with him. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. In the middle of Jesus' prayer, as he engaged in prayer, while he was praying, not when he was talking about praying or thinking of um, going to pray or you know, imagining that it would be nice to pray right now as a Christian. While he prayed, he was changed. Prayer is more for you. Prayer is for you. It's not for God. You know, your prayer cannot add to God. Your lack of prayers cannot remove from him. He is already God in a class of his own. The Bible says he sits upon the circles of the earth. And he judges the affairs of men from there. He's already God. But your prayer will change you. It will make you a better person. It will make you a stronger person. It will fortify you. Praying will make you a better version of who you are right now. You will mature spiritually. You will gain strength. 
when you pray. Praying is not to fulfill all righteousness. That when I gave my life to Christ, they said we should be having quiet time. It can start like that. But prayer will fortify you. Hallelujah. Many men of God will tell you, as I was praying, the Lord spoke to me. As I was praying, I saw a vision. You must have heard that over and over again. Prayer changes you. Moses also spent time with God. It's a long scripture, so I'm going to skip it. The Bible says that when he came out, his face shone. The children of Israel, they were afraid. Many of them ran away. They said, in fact, go back, go back, go back. We don't, no, 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 no. We don't want, we don't want. He had to cover his face with a veil. Having spent time in God's presence, having spent time with God, it was changed, transformed. Hallelujah. So prayer is for you, for your growth. It's for your transformation. Amen. Prayer opens your spiritual eyes. It enables you to grasp what God is doing and how God is doing it. It heightens your sensitivity in the spirit. Hallelujah. You cannot afford to be a prayerless Christian. In this, in this wicked world. I hear some things. Oh God. It's just that, you know, I can't share, but there's no problem. You know, I hear some things and I'm forced to ask the person involved. Did you pray? Did you at any point commit this matter to God? Especially in the issues of marriage. Did you at any time pray about this person you are marrying? Because you've been married for only four months. This problem is too much. And you said you have been a Christian for 10 years. Did you at any time? You didn't pray? Some are blinded by love. Butterflies and chocolates. And like pastor put on his status. Looking for six, six, wait, what did you say? Six feet tall, up and down. You go and carry six, six, six. If you prayed, wouldn't you have heard the voice of caution? Or wouldn't you have heard a go ahead in your spirit? But no, you have, you have chosen your wedding color already. You have chosen there should be, there should be material. Even the cheap bridesmaids, you have chosen their style already. It's, let us just go ahead. We'll sort it later. And now it looks like your life is being jeopardized by a relationship that should add to you the most. Praise the Lord. Prayer will help you see things better. Second Kings chapter 6 verse 15 to 17. Something happened. Let me read very quickly. So the army of Israel was surrounded by their enemies at that time. And Elisha, the prophet, was there his servant was there and his servant was very nervous. He was afraid because they were actually surrounded by their enemies. Verse 15, now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots were circling the city. And his servant said unto him, alas, my master, what shall we do? 
So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You see, the man of God had this insight and this peace and this confidence because he's a man of prayer. So what others could not see, the armies, they were shaken. What they could not see, he saw and so he was at peace. And then Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, I pray you, open the eyes of my servant that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the servant and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around them. Horses, chariots of fire ready. Something that God has already settled for you. Something that you are supposed to just continue to rejoice and enjoy your life. But because you are not sensitive in the spirit, you have not been praying, you are worrying about it. So prayer opens your eyes to see things that you will you would have been blinded to without prayers. Without prayers, you won't know whose you are. You won't know what authority you have. You won't know what you can pull in the spirit. You will not know what you can declare. You, you, you will just be there. Prayers will open your eyes. Let me tell you a story, a personal one. One time, about two years ago, or a little bit more than two years ago, there was a person in our lives, he's still in our lives, who took it upon himself to be telling lies against me to my husband. And um, because of my own nature, I take very few things, you know, seriously. So I would often wonder that, Kilo Shele, I'm going to settle this matter with kiss now. Abby. So I'll just tell my husband what happened. That it's not, it's not this way. I now began to hear of other people. He had told things about me. Have you heard people say things about you that even you, you will be like, tell me more. That, me? I did all that. Tell me some other things. You know? But I, I left it. Apparently, I'm quite a lenient person. So one day, my husband was traveling. And the night before, we had had discussions about what this person had said to him again. That is not true. How will you be lying? I mean. So we talked back and talked forth. We talked back and talked. And my husband traveled. It was a Wednesday morning. He traveled. When he left, I went back to sleep. Because he traveled. He left the house around 5 a.m. So I went back to sleep. When I woke up around, um, say, 7, I woke up and I began to pray. And as I prayed, and I prayed, the Holy Spirit told me, you are sleeping. I said, I'm awake. I sat up. You know, I assumed, you know, I'm sleeping in this prayer that I'm praying. So I said, I'm awake. And he began to let me know that you are fighting a spiritual battle with romance. You are so confident that it's not Philip. Uh -uh. I will tell him and he will agree. And really, that was what I was doing. You are fighting a spiritual battle with physical, ordinary confidence. You are playing with fire. I say, eh, I am praying with fire, no problem. I brought out my Yoruba Bible. I opened to the book of Psalms. I opened to the book of Psalms. 
I read the Bible one hour, prayed one hour. Read the Bible one hour, prayed one hour. I told my, my um, children's nanny that I'm not at home today. Just assume I'm not at home. I locked myself up. I declared a fast immediately. That was what I did throughout the day. Me and my husband, we didn't talk much. There's no problem. 6 p.m., I broke my fast, spoke to the children, all of that. I sent them to bed by 9 p.m. I continued. I slept off, woke up by midnight, I continued. I now woke up by 6. I started again, read the Bible. It's Psalms I'm reading. Don't worry, let us live um, uh, love your neighbor as yourself for now. It's the Psalms. <laughs> I'm a preacher of love, just that it's not all the time. All of you that are scheming against me, Iberubojo, that's what you will use to scatter. I prayed so much. By five in the evening, my husband called me. He said, why am I missing you so much? I said, you will not miss me again. You will miss me. They are lying against me. <laughs> I really don't know what that person wants to gain by destroying my home. I really don't understand, but I don't care. My husband said, I wish there was a flight that would bring me back to Abuja right now. I just need to see you. I said, let's do video call. I gave thanks. I had prayed through. Thank God for prayers. If not for prayers and the channels of the spirit that he opens, I would never have known that I had a spiritual battle in my hands. I would just have said he's being naughty. He's seeking attention. The devil is not a joker. The devil does not play with anybody. He doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to play. This guy made a mistake. He allowed the prince of glory to be crucified. Had he known, Christ would never have gone to the cross. He will not try it again. Any opportunity he sees, and you are now a Christian, any opportunity he sees is going to fire you. Anybody that makes himself available is going to use against you. That is why you cannot play with prayers. As a believer, praise the Lord. I have two more points to go, but I will end here. Hallelujah. Yes, please let me end here. Because in this month of prayer, we are going to pray like never before. And I want you to be ready. The corporate prayers, we are going to intensify it. And then your personal altar, your personal prayer time, your personal prayer life, you are going to do something about it. If it is to double it, if it is to, you know, top it up by 50%, you must do something that will shift you forever before this month is over. You must write out your own personal prayers. You must write out your own personal declarations. Oh, I've written declarations in this life. I wrote so much that God woke me up one day and said, you know what? Put them together in Mother's Prayer Handbook. I don't know how old I was that I, I, I started praying for my husband and praying for my children. I really don't know what my problem was. Because what's a 13-year-old's business with husband? But 13 years old, I said, Lord, my husband, good-looking. Hey, Pastor, stand up. The people want to see your face. 
I said, it must be fine. It must be fine. I said, I also want somebody that likes music. Somebody that can play the keyboard. God is humorous. I think so. Because really, 13 years, what did I know about life? I said, I want somebody who loves God and who is very mature. My husband is the least petty person in the world. I think that is why this marriage is even working. Because if I even now choose to, to do, which I can, amen, he's going to start laughing. Everything is funny. Everything is funny. He will bring out a joke out of it. Before I know it, he's tickling me. I've forgotten why I was angry. I may remember the following day and start all over again. It's the least petty person. I hear men say, she doesn't respect me. She doesn't, ha, even me. I'm like, Jesus. Because this thing that you said your wife did now is the kind of thing I can't do. And this, this, this my husband is just going to start laughing. One day, somebody in counseling, you know, they paid money. The guy was complaining that she sent, like, for instance, she sent me to go and bring water. I say, eh? <laughs> so I'm like, should I send my husband to go and bring water now? Because I, it's not that I can do it. Last night, somebody was deep asleep. I haven't gone to Lagos and come back. You know, a lot of things I had to do. Coming home at almost midnight, he fell asleep beside me. I was, I was studying, tidying up my notes, and I felt thirsty. And I said, baby, except you don't answer, I was saying it to myself, if you answer this baby that I'm calling, you go and bring water. So I'm like, baby, baby. Fortunately for me, unfortunately for him, he answered. I said, I'm thirsty. He started laughing from his sleep. So what's my business? I'm like, and now, just help me to go and bring the water. He said, but you know that that kitchen is too far from here. I said, why did you rent this house? These are the things you two should have put into consideration. He said, but me, I showed you the house and you agreed. I said, talk, me, I'm sure testing. Do you know he got up? <laughs> he got up and said, is there any other thing you'll be needing? Because I will not go twice. I say milk. <laughs> you want to be licking milk in the middle of the night? I say, Evaporated milk. I have at bone. So, okay. Any other thing? No. He went to bring it. He gave it to me. And I was even asking that, why is it not cold? He, huh? <laughs> He's the least petty person. That's what I'm trying to say. I put it in my prayer points when I was 13. And I prayed. I remember I was saying, Lord, my future husband, wherever he is, bless, bless him. I want you to bless me. I want you to bless him more. That's how I used to pray. I don't know whether it's a correct prayer or not. Please, Twitter people, please. No, don't fight me. Gen Z, I don't mean to get on your nerves. I'm just telling you how I used to pray those prayers. Bless me, Lord. Bless him more. I said, I want a man that loves God fiercely. That love of God now is choking me. Because some of you, you say, I want to marry a man like Pastor Philip, very spiritual, very worded, understanding the times and the season, understanding all of the scripture. Then, very full of life, we'll go out and just, we just club some, 
you know, we just do some clubbing, some dancing. If you ask God, and you use Pastor Philip as, a, as example, and say, I want to marry a man like Pastor Philip, just let me tell you your life is from church to home, from home to work, from work back to church. Repeat, rinse, repeat every day. You understand? You marry a man like Pastor Philip, he preaches to you in church. As you are going home, you, you must be telling him what he preached. Do you hear when I said so, so, so? What do you understand by that? You are going to say, well, we thank the Lord, the Holy Spirit. As you are preaching it, I also received some rev. You received the rev. As he's parking the car, I am not joking. He has gone to YouTube to listen to the sermon that he preached. You must be listening with him. What do you think about this point? Fantastic. That's my pastor. You will listen to that sermon. You will tire. When he's now done with that one, before you know it, you know, I always tell you people that we attend Living Faith Church. You people attend SLC. We pastor you in SLC, but we attend Living, Living Faith Church because Bishop Oedebo must speak to us. We will now start listening to sermon. Then as you are serving food, you will now say, I've been waiting for you to come out. Because can you imagine a scripture that I just saw? God is wonderful. <laughs> that thing that I spoke about when I preached yesterday, I wish I had seen this scripture before the sermon. I would have used it. You will listen to sermon, Taya. Hold me, baby. What? Stop talking in my ears. We are just trying to be romantic here. Hallelujah. It's what I ask God for. And I'm enjoying it. Because, you know, I was telling Alufa, this guy, he just likes to get words out of me. Please warn him. And he says that, how, how, do, you, how do you cope? They see things, these protocol people, they know a lot of things. They hear things. Like, man, how do you cope? How do you maintain your joy? I, why, you are not suspicious. You are not angry. How do you cope? I said, have you seen how he loves the Lord? That is the only thing that even me, I brag upon. It is not my beauty. He tells me I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. I don't believe him. Because even me, I know finer people. I cannot be deceiving myself. How will somebody tell me I'm the finest girl in the world? How did you measure it? Is it by height or by weight? Waist? Yeah, be what? Oh, heavy bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. But my confidence is not in his love for me, that he loves me. My confidence is that you will not waste your time praying for four hours in a day only to leave this house and go and be misbehaving. No, you cannot pray and find it easy to sin. I'm going to end with that. Jesus Christ was praying with his disciples. You know, he went to pray. And that was towards the time that he was going to, he was going to end his journey on earth. 
that time that he went to pray and said, Lord, if it is possible, let this cup pass over me. It was a, so much anguish, so much sorrow, so much pain. He felt, it, it was feeling to him like, oh, let me avoid the cross. This is going to be so painful. This is going to be excruciatingly painful. He was praying that God let this cup pass over me. Then he would say, Lord, but if it is your will, I will go ahead with it. When he came back, the first time he went to pray, he met his disciples sleeping. You know, we had read this, a scripture before, during transfiguration. Those people were sleeping. Please, what, what's doing them? Which work are they doing? I don't understand. Now again, their master is about to be taken away from them. They did not even know anything. Again, they were sleeping. And he said, watch and pray. He said, can't you watch with me? Can't you pray with me? He says, watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation. That is one of the things that prayers will do for you. That is one of the things that praying will do for you. It will keep you out of temptation. When you are prayed up and that temptation comes, you too, you know. As in, you know as a Christian. You are more likely to overcome even your own temptation. Your usual temptation. What makes you fall normally? You are more likely to stand in those situations on days you are prayed up. Times you are fasted. Times you have spent time with God. It is when you have not read your Bible for three weeks. And Angelina calls. I'm sorry, Brother Dara. No, Angelina is a woman of God. Give me another name, please. <laughs> Natasha. Thank you, Pastor. That's when Natasha calls. She has been calling. Last month, she called. But you were on a prayer retreat, severally. You were able to ignore. Now, you have not prayed for three weeks. You have not read your Bible. You pick the call and you hear that voice and she says things. The Bible speaks about the voice of the, seduct the seductress, the lips of the seductress. You know, I've told you before, it's not about dressing, the seductress. It's not because her breast is open. No, that's not how seduction works. It's words. She speaks to you and you lose control. <laughs> Hallelujah. So praying will keep you out of temptation. Watching is there. That's, that's a discussion for another day. But praying will help you. It will help you to stand. It will help you to stand. Praise the Lord. Let, let me bring this to a close now. I just, I just want us to pray. I just want us to pray. And say, Lord, in this month of June, I am ready for you. I want you to open your mouth and begin to pray. Please. Say, Lord, I am ready to pray. I am ready. As in, I say it as an affirmation. Say, I will pray. Ah, Say, I will pray. Lord, in this month of June, I am ready for what you are ready for. The spirit of intercession. I put it on in the name of Jesus. Fill me with the desire.
desire to pray. I want to be transformed. I want to be fortified. I want to be made strong. Are you praying? Say, I want to be made strong. I want to be made immovable like Mount Zion. I want to walk my purpose. I want to do the work of God. I am ready for what you are ready for. I am ready for what you have been calling me into. The reason why you have been weak, why you have not been able to move in the direction of purpose is because you are not prayed up. It is because you are not prayed up. Jesus was able to fulfill his destiny on earth because he prayed. He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. Say, I will pray in the name of Jesus. I want the mantle of an intercessor. I want the anointing of an intercessor. I will be strengthened in the place of prayers. I will not be weak. I will be a strong Christian. I would be a strong Christian. I will thrive in my walk with God. I will thrive in my spiritual journey. I will attain spiritual maturity in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be an infant of days. I refuse to remain small. I refuse to remain small. I attain the posture of a giant in the spirit. Pray for yourself. Lord, baptize me with the spirit of prayer. Pray for yourself. Say, Lord, baptize me with the spirit of prayer. Baptize me, Lord, with the spirit of prayer. So that when you hold me, I pray. When you hold me, I pray. Pray, come on.
for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.